Now, today is the culmination of the 2022 fall elections, but in reality, Americans have been voting for many years now. They've been voting with their feet, and the results of that behavior has been just as stark as our landslide victory today. States and cities governed by leftist politicians have seen crime skyrocket. They've seen their taxpayers abused. They've seen medical authoritarianism imposed, and they've seen American principles discarded. The woke agenda has caused millions of Americans to leave these jurisdictions for greener pastures. Now this great exodus of Americans, for those folks, Florida, for so many of them, has served as the promised land. We, we have embraced freedom. We have maintained law and order. We have protected the rights of parents. We have respected our taxpayers, and we reject woke ideology. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. Now that is how you get it done. to the Bushels and Barrels podcast. After the red wave failed to show up, not a red tsunami, not even a red tear in the ocean happened last weekend. We are going to dissect a lot of this. Jess and I, uh, we've talked about it just over coffee and just five days in a row now. Of course, Jess has been under the weather here, so we're lucky we even have her today. And you might be asking, who is Jess? Well, she is my partner in freedom, Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. <laughs> Are you feeling any better? I am feeling better. So what was wrong with you physically this week? Physically? <laughs> I was I was down. I actually tested positive for... Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> strep throat. <laughs> I thought I would try to go the, the natural remedy way. I did give in to Western medicine this week. <laughs> I went and shot up with an antibiotic and steroids. So, I so homeopathy didn't work. Uh, I, I just don't know enough about it. And um, I waited a little bit too long. I was miserable for three solid days. Zero sleep. And finally gave in to the Western doctors. <laughs> so, and the Western and doctors. And I feel much better. Better. <laughs> so, I do. Anyways, um, no, I, I'm. I've learned a lot about natural remedies. I've, I've. I hate antibiotics and what they do to your belly. And I am. I have those symptoms right now. But so, you're feeling better. But I am feeling better. Yep. Yes, that is true. Yep. So I'm glad I went because my throat was it was bad. So did you? It's probably the worst case I've ever had. Did you use apple cider vinegar at any point <laughs> this did, week? And I did. And what did you do with it? You know what? I gargled with it. You gargled out. <laughs> yeah. It was hard. But I tell you what, um, I for th- for those three days that I didn't do any, you know, when when eight, I don't take ibuprofen, but when eight hundred milligrams of ibuprofen didn't touch the pain in my throat, it did not touch it. I'm like, yeah, this has got to be bad. The only relief, I tried the salt water, the Himalayan pink salt. 
Is that <laughs> I did homeopathy? Himalayan did. pink salt. Anyways, okay. I did it. And the only thing that gave me any kind of relief was the apple cider vinegar gargle. And it burned. But it, I mean, immediate relief. So I just Man. couldn't do it over and over and over. So, yeah. Yeah. But it was, it, it did give me some relief. Did you just take the apple cider vinegar and rub it on your neck around your throat area? <laughs> no, Did I that didn't. help at all? No, I didn't. I do don't that. know. It's a cure all did do. I did do peppermint though. That helped quite a bit. That opened up my, I learned, I learned a lot when I was down, but I was doing a lot of resting and absolutely nothing yeah. because I felt like poo. Folks, she was down too because I was getting yeah. up going to work every day and she just texted me through the day, Daddy, <laughs> I, I want my mommy. <laughs> when you're really sick, you just want somebody to come and hold you and say it's going to be okay. For sure. <laughs> so, so this coming week, fine. that's probably what I can look forward to. No, I hope you don't get it. Me neither. You know, it's just weird. You know, um, Alden, I guess, tested positive, uh, what, three or four weeks back? For strep. Yeah. And then I didn't, it didn't phase me See, and you then can't this say, you can't say test positive anymore without the connotation I, of COVID-19 yeah, tested well they asked me if I wanted to they asked me if I wanted to test for COVID or RSV and I'm like no I'm I'm pretty sure I saw my tonsils and I know what this yeah. is but um anyway well so. we're glad you're here because I tell you yeah. folks I, I wouldn't have let you down if she couldn't have been here yeah. I would have been here yeah. but it would be a totally different show once um, again they asked me to put on a mask and I said no I'm sorry I have an exemption yeah so and they left you alone yep good for them yep good deal mm-hmm. good deal what did you think about Tuesday I think that our elections are uh, the laughing stock of the world. That's what I think. I would agree with that. <clears throat> I can't take them serious right now. I can't imagine that American people that know. I <laughs> can't, I mean, think about Pennsylvania for a second. Just for a second. Oh, I know. I cannot understand, regardless of party, how anybody can vote for the Fetterman guy after his stroke. I'm and, sorry. And that's that's not saying anything. I mean, I, he, we're not he cannot him finish. He cannot finish a sentence. I can't imagine how anybody can vote for that man. So, regardless of who his opponent was, Doctor Oz, whatever, I whatever. I just it doesn't make any sense to me. And then you look at Georgia. Stacey Abrams lost again. What was that? Her third time. She probably, yeah. she never, second con- time, second, second time. time, she never conceded she, her first race, but she actually conceded this one finally. Okay. Well, that's good because you know, she's lined up for Biden's admin at some point. So anyway, <laughs> I think they're vetting her for her Biden's Yuck. admin. Um, I don't think that people realize like in the 2020 election, whenever, is that when she ran or was it the 2018, 2018? Okay. I'm sorry. 2018. She never conceded. The 2020 election comes around. It's a presidential election. People don't understand that um, in Georgia, who counted the votes at the voting centers, were hired by Stacey Abrams Employment Agency. So that's kind of interesting to me. And then she runs again for governor. So here's what happens in Georgia. Brian Kemp beats her, beats Stacey Abrams. But then all of those people turn around and vote for Raphael Warnock that's it's wild. And not herschel johnson and to even take that to the 10th power let's move out of georgia let's okay. go to new hampshire so you guys all remember here a few weeks ago whenever i told you mitch mcconnell pulled all funding from da- yes. from don balduck yes. who was running for senate in new hampshire yes. and i said this is how the powerful stay powerful you don't go along with mitch you don't get his pack money right end of story so that's what happened 
this is what gets me about New Hampshire. So you had Baldock, the conservative, the the vet. Yeah. I mean, he was awesome against this Hassan lady who is was the incumbent and a Democrat. In New Hampshire, you got this guy named Chris Sununu that ran for governor. Chris is all right. He's not my favorite, but he's, man, you could do a whole lot worse. And he wins. He wins pretty easily, really. He wins the governorship of New Hampshire. But then Hassan goes on to beat Don Balduck by 10 points. That doesn't make any sense. That means there's a shitload of people who are voting for governor, the the Republican governor, Mm -hmm. Sununu, Mm -hmm. and then on down the ballot voted for the Democrat senator. Mm -hmm. I don't get that. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I just don't understand how that happens. I th- this election, I I fear that this one, if it's so early to talk about this stuff because so many elections haven't even been finished, called, they're not even done. Which is counting. a joke in itself. Absolutely, absolutely. It's hard for me to just even talk about it because I'm like, well, let's just see what happens. Because that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to see what the American people do about their elections. Katie Hobbs right now in Arizona is in charge of the election of the governorship that she is running in. Yeah, because she's secretary of state. She is in charge of that election. Yep. She should have recused herself a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I I, I get we're going to dive into some of this. Where 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 does the blame belong? How in the hell is it? I blame Mitch McConnell. Thank you. And I blame I blame the American people for not standing for it, giving in to big big money, giving in to um, just like Doctor Oz conceding. There's no reason why he should have conceded that race. Absolutely none. Why? I don't because it doesn't make any sense. So just because something doesn't make sense doesn't mean that it's not legit. Now, okay, I understand where you're where you're coming from. I just read a report this morning in Pennsylvania uh-huh. and a video on Twitter, and I can't remember where I saw it because I was just scrolling through yeah. this morning, of this nursing home that the ballots were delivered to the nursing home. From what I read, they were not distributed to the residents of the nursing home. Somebody, and I don't know who it was, was filling those ballots out. For the nursing home residents. Yep. Yeah, this happened in 2020. Them. This happened in 2020. Yeah. So uh, there is a lot that happened in 2020 that actually happened in 2022 also. That includes the mail-in ballots. That includes the drop boxes, all of, uh, and then the nursing homes. I'm sure ballot harvesting, we'll find out about that here soon, next week maybe. But anyways. Well, what gets me is, so here we are on Sunday afternoon, November the 13th at 1215 p.m. recording right now. And we still don't know. We know now that we've lost the Senate. It, at best, it's I, going to be a 50-50, and, and Kamala Harris is the tiebreaker. That's going to be a fact. That's well, what it is. How do you know that? If, like, these elections can't be certified, like, how do you know that, They're though? going to get certified. They got certified in 22, or in 20. They're going to get certified. Don't worry. Nobody's going to push that hard back, on, on especially on a midterm election. Nobody's going to push that. I hope to see it. I, I hope to see it. And this might be hopium that I'm that I'm spouting, and that's totally fine with me. I sure. can be full of Pollyanna world. I'm I'm okay with that. But like, I hope that people are like waking up to this. 
because this is a, this is our nation. This isn't something you know. This isn't like a I don't know. Vote for student council in your high school. This isn't. This is our right. nation. No, I get it. Like I our constitution it. has has held us together as a country for over two hundred years. I. This is the end all be all. That's why I said last week that this is a, a very important election. Well, you know what? I'm afraid that there's a lot of people who didn't step up between 2020 and now to like dig down deep into our elections. And I'm guilty of it also for not understanding exactly where our um, where the electronic voting machines are happening in Illinois. I have no idea. I'm from a rural county. I ran for committeemen in our 100 people precinct. You know, that's... <laughs> That's a, well, you're doing the know. most that you can. Yeah, but I. No, I, the, 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 I'm frustrated about it because this is our country, and I want my child to grow up in a free nation. What I'm frustrated, yes, you're exactly right. I agree with you totally. The thing I'm frustrated about is, like I just said, it's twelve fifteen on Sunday afternoon. The election was Tuesday. We don't even know for sure that we're going to have the house. And it's so important. I don't give a damn if you only have two people by the house. If we have control of the house, we put the government in gridlock. Biden can't just, at that point, it's going to take unilateral executive action for him to try to get anything through, in which case a, a federal judge can come strike him down, just like a federal judge on, what was it, Thursday evening came out and struck down his student loan deal. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. But wait a second. You, here's, here's what is so appalling to me. And I think the American people reject this whole notion of this election is on the up and up because the Democrats cannot run on anything. They don't run now. They, well, they don't debate. Well, exactly. So they can't run on anything. The approval ratings, supposed poll approval ratings, whatever they are, they're low. Okay. So whatever. Believe in polls or not. I don't care. They're low. 25% approval rating, is that right? Kamala Harris's is even worse. Supposedly. The inflation stuff is outrageous. It's all up. Gas prices are twice as much as what they were mm -hmm. two years ago. So even Democrats are voting the opposite direction, which history proves that to be true, right? If if the administration is not going the way, if more money's not in people's pockets, they're not going to vote for that same person, right? Am I making sense? Are you following me? Well, they're trash. they use their... Like Mitch McConnell and his pack uses yeah. money to persuade or dissuade you from voting for people. Okay, because they put out ads and stuff right. with that money. So it doesn't make sense to me how bad Biden has done these last two years, how outrageous this admin has been, and they didn't lose anything? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, they lost a few. I mean, yeah, but they not really. But not really. No, it was... But not the, really? The only red wave that happened on Tuesday was in Florida. That was a red tsunami. Uh, tsunami. Tsunami. <laughs> that was, hands down, you could not have done a better job than Ron DeSantis in Florida. Because everything that happened underneath him, he led the way. He led the entire way. That had nothing to do with Mitch McConnell, like Rubio's race. You think that had anything to do with Mitch McConnell? I don't know if... Hell no. Did, did McConnell you know, send him any money? You know what? Do you I, know? Not very much, I don't think. Do, do you know if he sent him any? I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. But the fact of the... Here, what did McConnell do? What did he do to, to uh, campaign for anyone? The only thing he did is decided where the money was going to go. But he didn't He didn't get out and try to back... I'm not even... I'm not even MAGA type people. I'm just... I'm just a rock-ribbed, blue... Or red-blooded conservatives. He didn't do anything. Where was he at? Where was Chris Christie at? 
where are all the attorneys? All these in, talking heads. Right now, in in Arizona, where are all the attorneys fighting to finish up this election? Where are they at? No idea. Where are any of the big names calling for Arizona to finish? Why is this even a thing? Why is it even a talking point? Well, I mean, the, there I, this morning on the news, there was a bunch of people calling out Arizona, but they were just on the news. Uh, I they mean, weren't leaders. Yeah. Well, Ron Johnson came out and said this morning in an interview with Marita Bartiromo, Bartiromo that, you know, he thought this stuff that was going on in uh, Arizona is just needs to be handled differently. Well, he almost lost his seat. He sure did. And Ron he Johnson is solid. Off. He I is don't, a solid I don't, guy. I, I don't understand this election. I don't. But if you take it all the way back to 2020, I think that what happened in 2020 exposed a lot. Things have not been settled since then. And I think that's why we see the problems that we see today. Yeah. But I, I tell you what, there there is a... Okay, so let's just make a hypothetical here. Okay, you ready? Let's say that here in two years, I wanted to run for Congress. Okay? Okay. I wanted to just run for to be my federal representative. So Mike Bost is ours right now. Let's right. say that I wanted yeah. to primary him. I'm going to have two fights that I have to fight being a conservative. As a conservative, the first battle I'm going to have to fight is the establishment. Which is Mitch McConnell. Which is Mitch McConnell. All these people who are just country club conservative, country club Republicans, I wouldn't even call them conservatives, who will take their money and they'll support the establishment, a.k.a. Mike Boss, candidate. So there's my first battle. Then, after that, let's just say that I succeed and I win. My next battle, obviously, is going to be against my Democratic, whoever it is running against me. But my next battle is going to be trying to find funding to advertise via radio, TV, to beat my Democratic yeah. opponent. And do you think Mitch McConnell's going to support a guy like me? No, because he knows Mike Bosk will vote, vote with him, which is 50% of the time with the Democrats. And that's, and not, <laughs> this I mean, is how a, the powerful stay yeah. powerful. And this is the problem, in my opinion, if, with the Republican Party right now and being a conservative. A conservative has more than one battle you know democrats are united oh they yeah. just fall in line yeah, yeah you got joe manchin every once in a while he'll buck the trend for a week or two and make some headlines but he always falls right back in line behind chuck schumer always republicans don't do that and i'm not saying of course somebody could say well then ryan how come they don't just all fall back in line with mcconnell because guys like me we live off morals and principles or live by them and a lot of the stuff that McConnell, he, he supports Lisa Murkowski. What the hell has she done besides be a rhino? Supports Susan Collins, who wasn't up for re-election right now. But that's these are the people that he supports. And you, Did you notice that most of the candidates, the candidates that he supported lost? It's because people are tired of the shit. Yeah. So whenever, that's how the red wave didn't happen. And there's all kinds of talk right now about, well, maybe McConnell doesn't need to be our leader. I, could agree, I couldn't agree with that more. But you know another thing that as I'm watching the fallout of all this election shit that I'm tired of, Republicans are starting to do the exact same damn things that liberals did 20 years ago. Do you know what that is? No. So everybody's in a segment, in a class of society. Oh. You have the blacks. You have the Asians. This year, you have the Latinos. You have the college-age women, <laughs> the independents, the LGBTQ squad. I, I'm just saying, 
It's you, it, you have to put everybody in a certain demographic, in a certain box. Okay, I got to do this to appease those people. And I got to do this to appease those people. No, just have a strong kick-ass message like Ron DeSantis and walk away with victory by almost 20 points. Yeah. That's all you got to do. I, it's just, it's as simple as that, but no, no. See, now you can't say that because you might offend the blacks. Well, you can't say that either because you might offend the Latinos. And in all actuality, we're just, we're, we all want the same things. We want, we want to leave this place better for our kids and what we got it. That's what we want. Now, convince me that your idea is the best way to get there. Yeah, that's what this program does. That's what we try to do, right? I think. I hope so. What's the best way to get there? I don't think transgender shit's the best way to get there. I don't think raising taxes is the best. I don't think the Green New Deal is going to make this place any better. Own these positions and be vocal about them. The woke stuff that Ron DeSantis, you want a, a case study of how to win is with Ron DeSantis. Period. End of story. And that's going to lead us into something to hear that is Jess and I, we have some good conversations about, and we're going to have them. We might have them right here. I'm getting to the point. I'm getting over Trump. I'm getting tired of his shit. Why in the hell is he targeting Ron DeSantis right now? Calling him Ron DeSanctimonious. Calling him an average governor. I mean, he said this on True Social. And then you have other people out there saying, well, Ron is just an average governor if you take away COVID. But you can't take away COVID. It happened. You can't. But then Trump goes after Glenn Youngkin, I think is a good candidate, good governor. I mean, these are people that's on our side, man. Why the hell, why the hell are you lobbing grenades at them? You're not even running against them for anything. For God's sake, are you that mad, Trump, that 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 you did not endorse this O'Day guy who got his ass whipped in Colorado? I mean, he got his ass handed to him. Yeah. But DeSantis did endorse this guy, or at least spoke highly of him. I'm not sure about the endorsement. I couldn't actually find where DeSantis said anything about endorsing him. Are you serious? I, I, I didn't oh. find that. Yeah. I no, saw I where found he talked last week. You did? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't look very hard either, though. Yeah. No, I found so, it. So. But anyway, who cares? So big deal. One guy that's on your side disagrees with you about one thing. It doesn't mean you got to destroy him. You're not in the primary trying to run for the presidential nomination yet. You're not. And I I love Donald Trump, but I'm getting tired of that shit real quick. You know, Ronald Reagan's 11th commandment, right? No, I, I don't know what this is. No, I don't You've know. You've never heard of Ronald Reagan's no. 11th commandment? No, I'm sorry. In 1966, whenever Ronald Reagan was running for governor of California, his commandment reads, thou shalt not speak ill of any fellow Republican. And that's what Trump's doing. I understand. I understand going after him in a primary. I get that completely. That's fair game. It's time to, you're trying to fight for a position. Nobody's fighting for a position right now. And I just, I don't know. What do you think? I know what you think. What do tell I every, think? Tell no, everybody you tell what you me think. what I think. What do you think I think, Ryan? You, you think this is all just DeSantis threw Trump under the bus whenever he endorsed this O'Day guy in, in Colorado. So I have, my jury is still out on this. Do I love America First policy? What are you doing on your phone? I'm going to call you out. 
No, I'm. I'm You're look, not paying attention. I'm looking up. Doing. I'm looking up a true social tweet uh-huh. that, that Trump made. Go ahead. Oh, you're getting, no, you can't do that. That's cheating. I'm sorry. (laughs) We're just talking right now. Listen, listen. Go ahead. So what was I saying? You have to start over. (laughs) See, now now you know why I say you can't Uh have your phone when we're doing this show. Damn it. Busted. You did get busted. Just busted. Yeah. So you think that, what do I think about all of this stuff? What is your perception Ultimately, you think there's a bunch of stuff that we still don't know. Yeah. You think there's there's a reason Trump is lobbing these grenades over at DeSantis, mm-hmm. and we just don't know why yet. What I do know is I love America First policies. That it's good for our country. Our country was rocking and rolling, and I can't imagine what our country would be doing if he didn't have so many people against him in his own administration and on our, quote, side, on okay. the conservative side. So I think that so many people in the last two years have been revealed to be rhinos that we didn't know about two years ago. Um, I think that <clears throat> there's been a lot of election fraud that has been brought to light that nothing has been done nothing about Nothing is yet. being done about it. Um, I'm very frustrated about that. I don't understand that. I don't know how Deep me... How, state. How me as an individual, how I can... Like, what can I do to, like, press charges against somebody? Because I feel like I went to January 6th. I was there in D.C. I I protested my vote because I don't think that it truly counted the way that, I mean, as a nation. So that's what I did as an individual, but I'm so frustrated. So then I see what happened in these midterms. I see what I saw in 2020, which was election fraud. I see Arizona still not being counted. I see other... (laughs) other states and counties not being counted properly. I I see the exact same thing I saw in 2020. So that frustration just, it just all bubbles up inside of me. That's what I'm feeling about it. And then now Trump is coming out and attacking people on the side. And that frustrates me because I'm like, your policies are so solid, man. What is going on here? And so I've got like a, a one week wait before I'm going to make my decision on how I feel about it all because I feel like so many things, so many private conversations happen behind the scenes that we don't know about as like a general public. And I think the media just, and the media, this week alone, excuse me, <coughs> this week alone, the media has came out and said, Trump's fault. <laughs> now that's a this, joke. This is all Trump's fault. The reason, you know, Trump is the reason why all these people lost, why we didn't see a red tsunami. It's all Trump's fault. When he was like literally 200 for 19 or something like that. Is that right? Yeah. He, he was like 200. He, he had a couple hundred wins and like, yeah, 15 or 19 losses. Loss. Yeah, I mean, that's a freaking win. <laughs> now, Jeremy from Panama City, I, I want to clarify right now to you, whenever you and I were texting on Wednesday morning, Uh-oh. you know, and, and, Jeremy, he doesn't hate Trump, not at all, mm-hmm. but he loves his governor. Sure. Of DeSantis. Yeah. Understandably, yeah. I Absolutely. love his governor. Right. And and whenever we were texting back and forth, you know, my instant before I actually sat back and thought about it was like, yeah, maybe people are getting over Trump just a little bit. But then about 24 hours later, as I'm reading, you know, and doing my research, he, Trump supported nominees overwhelmingly won. Yeah. 
the enemy here, I'm telling you, the enemy is from within the Republican Party. And, and his name media. is Mitch McConnell. Get over the media. No, Ryan, you can't get over the you media. You have to they get over the, the media. They are the ones that are people. No, Ryan, you have to understand that people's minds are molded by what they see on television. We can't get past that. Yes, we can. How? By rejecting the narrative. So which narrative do you want to reject? I'm all my jury is still out. That's all I'm saying. I'm not making a decision. So you're I am saying the narrative is start hating on Trump because he's lobbing grenades over yes, on DeSantis. That's well, no, Trump is doing that on his own, which yeah. I'm so confused about and I absolutely hate. I can't say that I absolutely love him like throwing grenades at Ron DeSantis, who was like like freedom first. <laughs> during COVID-19. Oh my God. Everything. America first. That's so, Ron DeSantis. Yeah, exactly. So, but America first is actually Trump too. So I, I hate that Donald Trump is doing whatever he's doing. I don't understand it. My jury is still out on why he is doing it. What, what I am rejecting is the narrative that everybody lost quote, everybody lost because of Trump's endorsements, because of Trump's help. Well, the data doesn't support that narrative. No, at all. No, I am thinking for myself. I am waiting to see if we find anything else out. If they come through a second source type of media, I'm just waiting. I'm well, not. Well, OAN I'm not, got ripped off DirecTV, so you can't watch them anymore. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. The big tech silencing, this all goes back, in my opinion, this all goes back to 2020 when COVID-19 was released. Ivermectin and HCQ was all suppressed by big tech, by all the media. It was downplayed you're taking horse pills you better not do that blah 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 you're gonna die if you take that pill you know fox news was saying that neil cavuto did yeah yeah, like there it all goes back to this scamdemic it is a scam it was planned and um, mail-in ballots were formed then because you couldn't leave your house for the 2020 election um you needed to so now Illinois has this thing where you can permanently vote by mail now. Yep. That's a joke. Did you see what that Thomas DeVore posted this week after the election? No. There were, I don't have the exact number, but there were 800,000 some odd mail-in ballots requested. Uh-huh. And like a there million. There was 1.1 yeah. million turned back in. Yeah. See, that is. How the F does that happen? This is a problem across our nation. So that is, and, and it's people like Tom DeVore bringing that stuff to light so that he, I mean, he's got a huge following in Illinois. Um, he was freedom first for all these schools. Absolutely. You know, he, he fought, he's fought. Well, his we're going to need him again here now that J.B. Pritzker has been reelected. I mean, supposedly he's being reelected. He's been real. Hey, Jess. I don't believe it. <laughs> Too bad. It is what it is. I'm just saying, like, my jury is still out. I'm waiting. I don't know what for. I just, um, I reject the notion that, number one, Trump is the problem for everything Republican right now. I, I reject that completely. I blame it a lot on people like Mitt Romney, Mitch McConnell, um, what's his face from South Carolina? Uh, Tim Scott? No. Oh. I'm sorry, not South Carolina. Um Lindsay. Graham. Graham. Yeah. <laughs> I blame it on people like that. Well, Lindsey Graham, you know, I, he, he his his finger goes whichever way the wind is blowing exactly. for the situation he's in. He's exactly. not a man of moral character. No, he has no back foundation. He's so spiny. I can actually see his spine wiggle whenever yep. he talks. <laughs> so anyways, I'm just waiting. I don't know. 
But I know that everything goes back to 2020 and the pandemic, and we wouldn't be in the position, we wouldn't be having this conversation, we wouldn't be having this podcast right now if it weren't for 2020. What happened, the freedoms that were taken away from us as individuals, the rights that our constitution, we've just been stomped on as American citizens, we would not be here right now if it weren't for 2020. So I have to go back to the origin of all of it, and that's the deep state. Yeah, the Mitch McConnell. The Mitch and the McConnell, exposing- the Chuck Schumers, who under the table are jerking each other off. Yep. You know they are. Yep, yep, you're right. As disgusting as that sounds and visual. Well, that's yes. what they're doing. You gave me visual. Gross. Well, yeah, okay. that is pretty disgusting. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, that's, that is what is happening. But in reality, we would not be here. Alternative media would not be here. If it weren't for the things that happened in 2020 and beyond, we would we would not be here. So yeah, um, well, true social wouldn't be around. Which right? I, I mean, in all honesty, yeah, it's been toted as being a big deal because it was on Google's top download. It's not that big of a platform. I hate to say it, it's just not. I go to Twitter and I go and I, then I go to True Social, and the same people are on both platforms. Sure, most of them post on Twitter. There's only a few. Cat Turd, whatever you see on Twitter, you will also see on True sure. Social. Dan Bongino, same way. Yeah. But there are a bunch who only go to Twitter. And they're good, solid, rock rib concert. Mac, Matt Walsh. I never see his shit on True Social, which is no big deal. Do you even follow him on True Social? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Do you? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't open True Social very often because I get a lot of my information. I get my trusted sources from Telegram, and then I have to filter through the way that True Social works. So I don't sure. know that it's necessarily my favorite. I got you. I got my you. My favorite news source is Victory News. I think that's that they, a good one. They they have all kinds of people on their Flashpoint program, and um, Victory News gives a thirty minute segment twice a day, and I love it. Yeah, I would rather listen to that news versus any Fox News or whatever. Sure. And Epoch Times has a great one-hour yeah. program in the morning and the evening, too. But you have to download, and they're behind paywalls. You know, Victory News isn't in HD, so it's not appealing to watch on the television. No, it's tough to watch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I, and then Epoch Times, you've got to pay monthly for, just right. like you have to do any other channel. But I'm willing to because it's, for me, it's good source media. And in, like, they, they might be an hour behind. They're not the fastest, but... They still get the information out there, so I don't know. I well, don't know. we got a lot. Anyways, of, we got a I'm lot done. of work to do in the United States. There is no doubt about that. My heart's racing because I'm so frustrated about everything that's. Well, happening you just right look now. at you look at the people that didn't win who yeah. should have. Blake Masters, great. Don Balda, great. Herschel Walker. Blake Masters Herschel, is still holding out though. Herschel Walker, who he's waiting. Okay, Herschel Walker, who's fighting for his life. Kelly Shabaka up look there. At me. I'm looking at you. I am full of hopium right now, and I believe that Blake Masters did win Arizona. Okay? Cool. I, I'm I'm not full of hopium, uh-huh. and I don't think that he's going to end up in the Senate. What about Carrie Lake? No. I don't think she's going to win either. You're kidding. No. No. Have you ever noticed the longer these damn election counting shit goes on, the less of a chance if you're a red or Republican you're going to win? You just admitted everything that happened in 2020 just happened again. What the hell makes you think... That it's not going to happen again. Don't cuss at me. I know. I'm just Don't saying, cu- what the hell? I, that, that, not like at you. I'm not mad at you. I know. I'm just saying, what the hell would make anyone think that this is going to be different? Yeah. Well, I do. Because I think American is strong. The President of the United States jumped up and down, stood on his head, did cartwheels and everything in 2020. Not a damn thing changed. 
What makes you think that Carrie Lake is going to be so special that she's going to raise so much hell that she's going to be able to do what the president of the United States couldn't do two years ago? You have a fantastic point. Okay, I get that. But for whatever reason, I have this big red blooded heart just pumping like crazy getting aggravated at you even talking I'm sorry. <laughs> because i'm like america's better than this we are better than this as a people yeah we are united and and every single thing that comes through the television is doing nothing is doing nothing but divide us every single thing you're divided just like you said there the conservatives are dividing us they're yeah. dividing between trump and desantis and i sat there and told you this week today or this week sometime i said you this conversation is happening in households the trump desantis debacle right now yeah this is an argument happening it is division it is another type of division and i am not falling for it well i'm I, waiting i'm just waiting okay so i now I'm aggravating i've got the tweet true social tweet whatever you want to call it the truth that donald trump said this week <sighs> listen to this okay donald trump said in his tweet he didn't have my support, but Ron DeSanctimonious and Rhinos were all in. He could have won, but had a death wish. Very little press coverage of his loss. Now, Donald was talking about the O'Day guy in Colorado. I'm glad you put context there because I had no idea who you were talking about. Right. Okay. But why the hell does Donald Trump have to come out and nail Ron DeSanctimonious and Rhinos? It's stupid. Because it may have been a power play on DeSantis. DeSantis now, is not a rhino. But Ryan, but Ryan, all of these big giant political backings are coming after DeSantis right now, putting money towards him to help him run for president in 24. So that's that's a thing right now. Like you can't ignore that. I so the fact that DeSantis came out and said, I am endorsing O'Day, even though Trump said, don't, you know, like he's a rhino. I called him a rhino years ago, whatever. Like that, it, it shows. I mean, that's kind of like, hello. How about we play the game whenever the game starts? Okay. I get, that's, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Here's another stupid Trump tweet, Trump tweet from this Listen, week. if you, no. are you going to bash Trump like the ma mainstream media? No, but I am going to bring everybody's to, uh, no, but not everybody has true social. I can read exactly what he says on true social and I can comment on it. But this is another stupid Trump truth this week. He puts, now that the election in Florida is over and everything went quite well, shouldn't it be said that in 2020, I got 1.1 million more votes in Florida than Ron DeSantis got this year, 5.7 million to 4.6 million. Just asking. Why is that stupid? That's a hell of a point, though. No, is it, though? Yeah. I'm going to tell you why it's not. Because it's a midterm election. Oh, it wasn't a president. Everybody knows people don't show out for midterm elections like they do presidential. But the, the turnout for Republicans this, this time was like, what? 25 30 percent more than what it ever has been that's huge well I, but the fact of the matter you can't compare those two elections a midterm oh, you can never compare to a presidential all election right, you're reaching in my opinion i'm not reaching that is okay. the truth all right well my opinion is still the jury is still out <laughs> that's a hell of an opinion i'm just saying because i'm not i'm not making i'm not making any assumptions i hate the fact that trump is coming after desantis i absolutely hate it i think that there are conversations that are happening behind the scenes that we don't know about and that's it and i think that eventually we'll find out and if we don't then whatever so trump has some november 14th which is tomorrow oh. some big announcement 
Is it 14th or 15th? I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. So it's coming up this week. I just, I wonder what it's going to be. You know what would be great is if he came out and he said, hey, DeSantis is going to be my VP running mate. <laughs> you said that earlier when we were drinking coffee and you remember what I said? No. Whenever you said, I think it'd be cool if Trump came out tomorrow and announced that he's running for president and DeSantis is going to be his vice presidential running mate. And you know what my opinion is? I don't know that DeSantis would accept. <sighs> BS. Don't know. BS. I don't the know. The only reason that we have MAGA in this country right now is because of Donald Trump. The Republican Party has ran on Donald Trump's face. Give me your money. Save America. America first. 1776 Project. It is all based on Trump policy. Yeah. Well, I don't see how America is coming so, first whenever you're sitting there throwing grenades at another I, America first guy. I didn't say that I love the fact that he's doing that. No. Yeah. I said that I hate that. I absolutely hate it. I like Ron DeSantis a lot. Do I understand why he like enforced this whole mail-in ballot permanent thing for Florida? Absolutely not. That's a that's a problem for me. I don't understand that. Yeah. Why? Why, Ronnie? I don't know. That's fine. Why, Trumpy? Why, Don? Why are you throwing grenades? I don't get it. I don't know. So I'm just waiting. Moving on. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay. Now you know where I stand. So nowhere. <laughs> I've told you guys very often that I'm not 100% sure whether I was going to run for school board again or not. Uh, Jessica knew this all along. Uh, very, very few people I told this to, like like none. Really, it was just me and Jessica that knew this. Maybe my dad. Uh, I decided I'm going to run again, and I've known the whole time what the deciding factor of me going to run was. It was 95% who got the governorship of Illinois. And since Donut Pritzker won and Bailey lost, I decided I'm going to run again. Now, why would that make a difference? Because Donut Pritzker was the guy in charge of all the communistic things that happened through COVID, and the latest that is coming down the pike, and you, everybody that's listening to me in Illinois better be watching this, is the mandated jab for all students in school. Government school. Government school. Well, that receives any kind of government grant. That's right. That's right. So, whenever Pritzker won, I decided, I, once, I've said this before, your local school district is nearly the last line of defense for your kid. Technically, you are as a parent. But publicly, the last line of defense is your local school board. I'm going to run again because if and when JB tries to mandate this, I will be the one-seventh on my board and do the, do, do the best I can to push back. And um, there you go. I've known the whole time that was going to be the deciding factor. If Darren Bailey would have won, I knew already no way in hell he would ever do something like that. So basically I could take some time off and I just, I can't, I can't sit this one out. And I, I, I put that on, on Facebook there, what Wednesday night maybe or something, but yeah. just want to let you guys know, I mean, that, that was the deciding factor. It's, it's not, shoving trans down our, our kids throat which i don't want it's not the woke shit it's not common core i mean i don't want any of that stuff but the big deciding factor was that so now i said that was 95 percent of my my decision the other five percent was the fact that i'm just busy and i want to make you believe in term limits and, and you i believe don't in term serve. limits i'm i'm not the freaking mitch mcconnell the district 348 school board yeah um but I, I, <laughs> I, I just feel like I, somebody's got to stay. Somebody's got to hang in there and fight. 
That's just what I feel like. And I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope this fight never materializes. And whenever whenever th- if this would come down, I would be the first to tell my entire school board that Joe Biden said this pandemic is over and I don't know why this is necessary. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Totally. I'm going to run again. So and maybe I won't get elected. Who knows? They could throw somebody up against me and hand me, hand me my ass and hell it won't matter anyway. Because this is America and this is how it works. Yeah. So. Okay. I, think- I hope that some other people will decide to run in the in the area and get together and maybe campaign and try to get the, some of the people that made some bad decisions here in Wabash County out, you know? Yeah. Because there were, I mean, there were bad, there are still, <laughs> there, <laughs> I guess, um, people that don't have the best interest of the kids, I, 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 I honestly think that they're the those people sit on the board right now. So yeah, that's just my opinion. No, I, I get it. Yeah. Harvest so. is over. Yay. Yes. No more hair bands of harvest. Nope. Then? nope. Are we're you just, done? Uh, we're done with hair are, bands of harvest. Are you starting a new segment? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next segment will probably be during Christmas and some Christmas music. That's sweet. So Christmas and cocktails. Yep, we like Christmas that. and cocktails. Okay. So, you, you know, nope. we got some rain or some snow. Couldn't believe that yesterday morning when I woke up. <gasps> Had probably what two inches. I was like, "Where's our Christmas trees at? Why haven't we got those?" You want to talk about a good feeling, though. So I finish up harvest at like six forty-five on Friday evening. Spitting rain, north wind. It was a cold wind too, and I I loaded the last semi and I took a picture of it and, and put it on Facebook. But to wake up yesterday morning. I didn't want to see snow, but do you know how good it felt knowing that I didn't have any more crops in the field if that snow's out there? Thank you, Jesus. I, I mean, just like finishing the nick of time, kind of. And, yeah. and even if I would have had crops out there, it's not like that was going to destroy them or anything. Mm-hmm. Just makes you feel good. It's just something mm-hmm. that, you know, you love harvest, but you're, you're after the grind, you're glad to see it go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So anyway, uh, harvest is over with. I'd. Now, the only bad part now is winter is here. I guess the 10-day outlook looks like only highs in the 40s, and now you got to clean the equipment. Uh, That's a pretty cold job. Yeah. So so there I was with my strep throat trying to close the pool on my own. <laughs> oh, that's right. You yeah. Were, you were gone. I'm like, it's going to freeze. And well, what like, happened? finished. Well, guys, what happened was last week we had this great podcast. <laughs> By the time we got done with it and got it edited and up, it was mm-hmm. what, 3.30? Mm-hmm. Well, with the time change that I didn't allow for, hell, it gets dark at 4.30. <laughs> and <laughs> we just flat-ass ran out. And, you know, it was like 70 last Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a great day to winterize the pool, and uh-huh. we just didn't get it done. I mean, we started and just didn't finish. And yeah. then through the week, it was so beautiful. I was thinking, well, it's going to be warm out. Jess can finish it. Well, then yeah. Jess is laid up in bed all week because she's <laughs> and, sick. And, and I'm worried about my bulbs all freezing. And I, yeah. it was the nicest week, and I could not do anything. <laughs> nope. You were laid up. She was done, man. I'm telling you. like oh, I had shoot. to take Alden to school one day. Mm. It was bad. I made his lunch twice, got him dressed, got him showered. <laughs> I tell you what, I do, a, I do a lot around here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mom's done down for one day, and then you realize how much you absolutely hey, dude, do. I, when I get the trophy, I got to hold it high. Uh, oh, that's funny. Thank you for the appreciation post that you just gave me. I, absolutely. I really like that. Mom, you you hold this shit You hold this shit together. There's no doubt about that. That's real you funny. Do a, you do a Thank fantastic you. job making sure the bellies are full yeah. and the clothes are clean and and I, I have to do it for one day, and I'm like, I'm the freaking man. You're like, I do it every other day. <laughs> oh, yeah, sometimes I get frustrated, but it's fine. 
That's well, fine. we haven't got around to a prayer yet. You want to do oh, that? Sure. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm kind of on the spot. Yes. Thank you, Jesus, uh, for a great harvest and. And uh, thank you for the support that we have. We give your name all of the glory, um, all of the honor for all of our blessings. We give we give you that glory, the Holy One. Thank you, Lord, for family members and friends and support systems around us that get us through our weeks. Let us not forget those people. Let us l- let those people know how much they mean to us. Take time out of this week to shed our light, to show our light. Um, and sing your gospel and praise through the week so that people can see us and, and sow those seeds through this week. And uh, I pray for these electors, <laughs> these uh, candidates right now as they're going through this. I pray that we can expose, as American people, we can expose all of the cor- corruption, all of that is brought to light. Um, thank you, Lord, for, for g- giving us your blessings again. And, and uh, amen. And Lord, all of the farmers out there still trying to finish up harvest, please be with them. Please keep them safe. Please keep everyone on the road around them safe. Amen. Yes. And anybody on a drilling rig or sputter, please keep them safe. Yes. I've got to remember the oil guys. Sorry. In your name we pray. Amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I want to do some news. Um, I don't have a whole bunch of stories, but I got some decent ones. I think ones. we had a pretty solid, I mean, conversation about the election, what's happened this past week. So yeah, that was pretty solid. Food That's thought. news. It Bushels is news. and barrels one at gmail.com. Yeah. If you guys have something to say, or if we miss something, or you agree or disagree, let me know. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear. I mean, Jess and I don't 100% think the exact same here regarding the Ron D. Sanctimonious and how how big of grenades those are. And I don't want to go back over it again. Uh, you don't? Because no. I'm ready to fight again. Okay. Like my fist well, I don't want to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't really have the energy to fight you again about it because I think I gave it all. <laughs> so so some, some here's a funny headline that I saw this morning that like really cracked me up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> From the Daily Mail. Headline, Mexico uses footage of homeless people and drug addicts from Philadelphia in ads to scare young people away from substance abuse. You're kidding. That's terrible. That's terrible. To read this, it says the Mexican government is using video of homeless people and open air drug users in Philadelphia's troubled Kenningson unit or Kenningson neighborhood in a national ad campaign to try to scare young people away from from drugs. (laughs) Jesus Ramirez, a spokesman for the Mexican president, proudly presented the ad series Tuesday, saying the campaign seeks to inform young people of the damaged cause to health caused to health by the consumption of chemical drugs oh my gosh so then the (laughs) the office of philadelphia mayor jim kinney acknowledged in a statement that the city faces a drug crisis but added that it is hard to see our city's people and neighborhoods portrayed in a limited and negative light so i saw i watched this video this commercial okay of course it's all in spanish but you can see the it shows literally people wigging out on drugs like convulse, standing straight up in the air, convulsing and falling over. Oh no! I mean, it just it shows uh, the horror. Yeah. Of of what it would be like to live a, a did a you high say life like horror, that. horror or did you say whore horror? Okay, okay. H o r r o r. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So, well, what's funny though is the Philly mayor. It it's not the drug problem that's a problem. 
It's hard to see our city's people and neighborhoods portrayed in a limited and negative light. Well, do something about it. Yeah. Do something about it. Oh my gosh. And then (laughs) the, the last, the the last line of this article says the use of the videos raised questions in part because Mexico is the source of most of the fentanyl being sold in the United States, where it is fueling a deadly epidemic Mm -hmm. of overdoses. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just found that funny that that Mexico is using footage from America about kids staying off drugs. It's funny. It's sad. All the extremely sad. Yeah, it's extremely sad. Very sad. Like I'd probably be laughing a lot harder if it wasn't so sad. Yeah. Do you remember Eric Swalwell? Swalwell. Yeah. Yeah. He's the uh, congressman from California. Oh, he's the guy. Is he the guy, the one the one that had the affair with the Chinese spy? He is. Okay. He is. Yes. So. Oh. Got an update. In your stupid California update. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? is wrong with california from the blaze.com headline eric swalwell mocked for saying it's quote so stupid for parents to control their kids education what are we going to do next putting parents in charge of their own surgeries (laughs) this can't be real that's from california right there this can't be real totally uh, Democratic U.S. Representative Eric Swalwell was mocked Wednesday after tweeting that it's so stupid for parents to be in charge of their children's education, Fox News reported. What are the details? The California congressman reacted to a quote from U.S. Republican Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, which read, we are putting parents back in charge of their kids' education, which is a good thing, right? I, at least I think it is. I... <laughs> So, in response to Tim Scott's tweet that we are putting parents back in charge of their kids' education, here's what, here's what Swalwell said back. Quote, please tell me what I'm missing here. What are we doing next? Putting parents in charge of their own surgeries? Clients in charge of their own trials? When did we stop trusting experts? This is so stupid. Okay. (laughs) That's how a liberal Democrat thinks. Hmm. When did we stop trusting experts, he asks. So I want to ask Mr. Swalwell back since when were the experts the final authority on everything? The experts are the ones that led us down this COVID-19 vaccine path. The experts were the ones that said, oh, masks are going to save your life when there's zero data to support that. Maybe not just one mask, but three. And goggles. And Remember? shields, yes. Yeah, face shields, everything. These, the experts told us all that shit. The experts are telling us that these kids, who are not susceptible to COVID-19 anyway, on a big scale, need to have the vaccine. The same vaccine that the Florida Surgeon General just said gives you an 84% higher chance of dying from a sudden cardiac arrest Mm -hmm. within the first 28 days after getting the shot. Yep. So, Swalwell, suck it. Swalwell was dating a Chinese spy. Yes, he was. (laughs) So absolutely, and he was. was. What was he a part of the House Intelligence Committee? Intelligence Committee, yes, I believe so. So, um, he should have like be gone. Yeah, I do agree. He's crazy. He is. And he's, he's from California. He's in that job for sure. Yeah. So, um, and he didn't run again. So he gone. Besides, just candidates on ballots. Can I just say how nice your voice sounds? 
thank you. You have such a great voice for radio. I do. Oh, man, I don't have a face for it. <laughs> or I do have a face for it, I should say. You have a face for radio. <laughs> yeah. You just sound so nice. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank okay. You. Anyways, just want to say that. So not just candidates were on the ballots here. There were referendums, things like that. Yeah. Amendments to constitutions. Sure. Did you hear about what happened in Montana? No. So what happened in Montana? Well, I, I don't want I don't want you to get upset, but it has to do well from National <laughs> Review. Headline, Why Montana Voters Rejected the Born Alive Infant Protection Act. Montana Referendum 131 would have required that babies born alive, including after an attempted abortion. So I'm going in, to interrupt myself here. Including after an attempted abortion. In other words, including but not limited to after an attempted abortion, be treated as legal persons and treated in a medically appropriate manner. Alas, it was just rejected by Montana voters. Okay, can you explain that in layman's terms? Um, basically, if an infant is born alive and it's in distress at all, sounds to me like there's no law saying... That child has a right to live. Hmm. This is after birth. This is and Montana rejected this, or they yeah, they rejected it. They said no, we don't have to save that kid. Oh, oh. <clears throat> so the the mm. the writer of the article said that's awful, but I think there's a reason the measure failed, and it is the drafting of the text, which pisses me off. Well, remember it's- when I said last week these 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 agendas are going to be worded very weirdly. Make sure you understand what they say before you go in. They do it on purpose. They word it extremely weird. And media does the same exact thing to think that is something that it's not. Right. So that you just read the article. So this is exactly what I think has happened here. So directly from referendum 131, born alive infant protection. Number one, a born alive infant including an infant born in the course of an abortion must be legally or must be treated as a legal person under the laws of the state with the same rights to medically appropriate and reasonable care and treatment. Number two, a healthcare provider who is present at the time of a born alive infant is born shall take all medically appropriate and reasonable actions to preserve the life and health of the infant. So here, according to this writer for the National Review, here's why it didn't pass. Sometimes preserving life of an infant is not appropriate medical treatment. Sometimes palliative care and or allowing nature to take its course is the most reasonable and humane approach. Whenever you are trying or whenever you are in the process of aborting a child, that, that's not nature taking its course. And that's not reasonable, nor is it humane. I, I I don't get that. And Montana's not a a blue bellwether of liberal shit. That's what gets me is it didn't pass there. But this is America. This is the America you live. Um, you know, I got to thinking about this, and I, I just you know Ralph Ralph Northam and and Virginia a long time ago 
said, hey, well, after the baby's born, we'll just kind of keep the baby comfortable until the mom, mom makes, until the, the, mom decision. makes yeah. the decision of what she wants to do with it. So this is just an ex- this is an extension of that. Yeah. And here here's what I thought about it. Because, I mean, to see this is just, I, God cannot be smiling at this. But as, as moral conservatives like myself have been asking pro-choice liberals forever, like, when does life begin? You know, I was only talking about in the womb. Now the question must be asked, when does life begin? See, the first question I used to ask whenever the child was in the womb, well, me and the pro-choice crowd would acknowledge life begins. At conception. No, not even conception. Oh. A pro-choicer don't believe that life begins at conception. Oh, no. Some pro-choicers are like, well, life doesn't begin until there's a heartbeat. Or maybe someone would be like, life doesn't begin until the actual moment of birth. Okay. You know? Yeah. But now these liberal pro-choicers, they don't even acknowledge that life begins inside the womb. Like, at all. Now they... now they, Why do looks, you say... Okay, let me ask you this. Why do you say liberal pro-choicers? Because that's who the pro-choice people are. But what... I mean, given the label liberal pro-choicers how do i don't you know, know many conservative pro-choice people okay are you sure positive okay do, can you name me a few i just wondered i i don't know i don't know that i've asked a whole lot of people i just know that i'm okay well just, i stand with i I'll, i'm just asking because if you say liberal pro-choicers that must mean that liberals there are, have no morals you don't have morals if you are pro-choice end of story End okay. of story. And then this only solidifies that argument. This whole article right here. Because you believe that there is an evil agenda behind this to kill life, it's, right? It's, even if it's not an agenda, it's yeah. just evil to kill life. Sure, absolutely. Especially, okay. especially the most defenseless of us all. Yes, absolutely. A baby. Mm-hmm. And 20 weeks in the womb, you can see there is a baby head, baby face, baby feet, hands, And toes. the story from NPR last week, 11 weeks, you have all that. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yep. But, I mean, now, but, but like, now these now these pro-choicers, they don't even want to admit. They won't they won't even acknowledge that life begins inside the womb now. Yeah. Okay. Now now it's whenever the baby's born. Mm-hmm. But wait a second. Mm-hmm. What they're saying is, is even after the baby's born, it's not even you could still kill it. Yeah. Or you could still kill him or her. Mm-hmm. So at that point, like when does life begin, Mr. and Mrs. Pro-Choice? How many minutes or hours after the child is physically born? Does life begin? Or do you get to make that decision? Can you decide that six months later, the, ah, this is more work than what I ever dreamed. Life hadn't begun yet. Get rid of the baby. Six months. Yeah. Well, that sounds absurd. But you know what? 20 years ago, it sounded absurd to give an abortion to a woman who was eight months pregnant. Right. This is the direction we're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, these liberal Democrats, mm-hmm. these pro-choicers, they have no regard for life. Yeah. None. I mean, there was a woman on the step after Roe v. Wade was overturned by Supreme Court and sent back to the states so the, the states can make their own decisions, which would, should have always been the case. In, in all but, actuality, this is what happened here. Right, in Montana. Mm-hmm. So um, there was this woman. She was full, almost full term. And on her belly, she painted, not yet a baby. I don't understand that. Yep, I don't either. <laughs> I don't understand that. But, um, but so now in Montana, that state does not protect born alive infants. Mm, and that's just. It's sickening. God help us. I mean, God help us. Mm. 
And and I, I hope I hope these defenseless little children who never got a chance to to be the next Aaron Judge or somebody's best friend, we've been yeah. through it before. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. hope they have just this I hope they have the best part of heaven. And I don't know if there's a, a <laughs> best part of heaven and not, but just in my in my earthly rational mind, mm-hmm. that's what I hope they have. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't deserve it. They didn't deserve a damn bit of what they got. And this right here, I just, once again, God. I'll raise that baby. God. Just letting you know. God help us. I'll raise that baby. God help us. Okay. So uh, next headline, this is funny. Good. <laughs> From the New York Post, mom blasted for taking her son to Hooters for his fifth birthday. Oh my gosh. I wish moms would take their sons to Hooters more often these days. <laughs> I feel like there needs. Oh my gosh, what happened? Let's hear it. There was a TikTok. It had over six million views. Okay, and I mean the comments were horrible on this thing. Fifth birthday. Yikes! I probably wouldn't do that. I I just, it just the culture of our society is so backwards in so many ways. Yeah, but mom blasted for taking her son to Hooters for his fifth birthday. The kid's birthday was anything but a bust. That's the, that's I, this is I in the story. <laughs> I didn't just make that up. <laughs> Parents of a five-year-old are at the eye of a social media shade storm after taking their tot to Hooters on his big day. And while the giddy little boy in a viral TikTok video with over 6.9 million views is seen smiling ear to ear while flanked by a band of vivacious waitresses <laughs> singing happy birthday. Digital detractors in the post comment section angrily fired off jeers at his mother and father for, get this, forcing sexualized stuff on him. Oh my gosh. No. I guarantee you. I, and one of these people said, who TF, you know what that stands for, is taking their child to Hooters, especially on his birthday, questioned an outraged onlooker. Forcing sexualized stuff on him. What a joke. But anyways, these these people who are saying they're forcing sexualized stuff on this five-year-old, these are probably the same people that have no problem with that book, Heather Has Two Mommies, yeah. in their kindergarten classroom. Yeah. No problem with forcing drag shows, drag queen things yeah. in your school. It's the same crowd. Yeah. But what they're pissed at is biologically, a boy would like a girl with big boobs. Biologically. Okay. So, yeah. You could say... Yeah. Biologically, (laughs) what technically is right? Now, the age age appropriate, we can have that that debate. Sure. I get that. Is it appropriate to take a five-year-old to Hooters? Yeah. I don't know. It depends on how big of a Karen you want to be. Yes. You know what I mean? I get that. Yes. Yes. But at least it's a man and a woman. Yes, that's true. And... That's true. You know, it might have been this kid's fifth birthday, but dad's the one that won. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know that I would take Alden to a Hooters next year for his fifth birthday. No, and see, no, I wouldn't but, either. Yeah. I would, Hooters yeah. or Show Me's or any yeah. of these places where girls are dressed scantily clad yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's just uh, like, okay, so Cohen is 17. Mm-hmm. Turns 18, I'd take him to Hooters. That's sure. no problem. Sure. Whatever. But yeah, a five-year-old, whatever. But yeah. I'm not going to be a Karen about it whenever I see a parent that does do it. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. 
Who cares? Sure. That is now, nothing compared to the shit they get shoved I down their throat in many of these public schools. <laughs> I will tell you, I walked into a gas. It's really funny that you brought this up because I didn't tell you about the story. I walked into a gas station this week, paid for gas. I was actually waiting and this woman and her son who had just turned 21, she was talking to the cashier the entire time. I'm waiting to pay for my Alden's bug juice, my gas and his M&Ms or something. So... Um, this woman goes on this elaborate story about how she took him to the strip club. He's 21 years old. She, you know, he didn't really have a job yet. So he only has $1 bills, but the mom went ahead and paid. She's like, I did all the first for him. You know, I did all like, I don't think that that's necessary at all. She like paid no. for a private room at the strip club for that's him. Disgusting. It's disgusting. And Absolutely. for those of you who don't know, I'm not a strip club, not a porno advocate, no. nothing. I, no. I don't have any, any desire to watch it, look at it, see it or promote yeah. it. Yeah, I'm just not an I'm not a strip club guy. I just I never had. As a matter of fact, I'm beyond the age of now where my friends are all getting married and having bachelor parties because they're all married now. But anytime they would want to go to a strip club, sometimes I would go. Sometimes I just flat ass wouldn't. Just because I just don't like it. Why do I want to go give some skank a bunch of money (laughs) to? I'm serious. I mean, she's working hard too. Cool, cool. You can. So is a drug dealer. Yeah. There's okay. nothing. There's nothing moral or just about either. Okay. But I, why do I want to go give a bunch of my dollar bills? I mean, you could spend a lot of money fast in one of those places. Sure. Keep even at a dollar a time. Yeah. I watched many people do it. I I was disgusted listening to this conversation happening between this woman and this child, and I say child because he's 21 years old with not without a job, <laughs> and this mom is buying a private room, um, based off of sex. You know, because that's what a strip club is. I so, so I was disgusted during this entire conversation. I'm like, I cannot believe that this is where this. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah, you're okay with this, and I, I could never imagine doing that for my son ever, right. ever. In what world that does not make sense to me? No, no. Mm-mm. They're they're going to be exposed to all this stuff plenty. They don't need mm-hmm. my my help as a parent. Yeah, my opinion. I mean, did I go to some? I, I'm thinking about Holly and I. I mean, we we went. We went to some different shows. We went to some drag shows and then like in college and then uh we went and saw Bridget the Midget in in uh <laughs> Bridget the Midget. What yeah. the hell is that? She was a yeah, we went and saw that show. What is it? Well a it was midget? A, it was at a strip club, yeah. I went once or twice. And Bridget was a stripper? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. It Where's was that awful. Well, I mean, yeah. DeSoto. Really? Bridget the Midget. DeSoto. <laughs> yeah. How politically incorrect is that name? Well, now? I mean, I can't imagine. They promoted it on CIL all the time. I bet. But yeah. I bet she wouldn't be allowed to have that name nowadays. I don't know if she's still stripping. So why I did you know. go see that? Just just for fun, to make fun, to just, just girls' night? I don't know. There was like 10 of us. Is there any such thing as a male strip club? Um, You've heard of, what? what are the... The guys. Chippendales. Yeah. No, but I mean a strip club where like they'll pull their sausage out and y'all can look at him. Ew, I don't know. I just wondered. I would feel so uncomfortable. Well, you know, hell, there's strip clubs. A lot of these strip clubs, women get completely nude. Well, I just at least they do in the back room. I'm thinking about, like, you're like, a man will pull a sausage out. <laughs> like, I can't get over this. No, how uncomfortable I would be. But, are are there imagine. such a thing? I have no idea. I've never been. Bushels and barrels one at I've gmail.com. I've never found one. I never went to one. I never, ever, ever. If there was one, do you it. have friends you think would go frequent one of those places? I don't know. Yes, you do. I don't think my friends would. I don't know. 
I'm weird though. Like I'm we I On a bachelorette party. Ryan, I like as your wife, like I want to honor you and I don't think that that would be an honorable thing saying, to you. I'm not I, like in your younger never, years, in your life before me. I probably would have went one <laughs> one time. <laughs> But I never have gone. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I'm like, I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah. Back in that day. Yeah. I probably would have gone. Huh? Yeah. Huh. See, I don't even know if there's such a thing. I I've don't never, either. I've never heard a woman talk about it. If that, that was an mean, option to yeah. me, then sure. Now, granted, probably. we're out here in pretty rural flyover country. I, so I don't we're know not what, exposed to a lot. I'm not sure what's going on in downtown LA, Chicago, or New York. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, one of those yeah. double basement buildings or you right. go down there and what goes yeah. on. I don't have any idea. Yeah. But. yeah. No, I have no idea. Well, no. I have no idea if they're out there, if they are. I've never been to a Chippendales. Now I'm not saying that that wouldn't be entertaining. Sure. I, I would think so, but yeah. I'm not into like sexualizing bodies and in the the whole no, soft no, I, I get that soft porn stuff. I never have been like it's not nah. more of a fun conversation than anything. Okay, well, is it fun? I don't know. I'm kind of <laughs> awkward. It's making me sweat. Really weird. I guarantee you, everybody listening is laughing. <laughs> like I wish, I wish like you would put a show on for me. That'd be fine. No, you, nobody <laughs> wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> I could just laugh at you. Yeah. We're going to change the subject now. We should. I do Your not. Your face is really I, red. I, yeah, we're not going to do this. No way. No how. And then the, and then the sound I'm of a sorry. jackhammer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That took a wild turn. <laughs> In your transgender update. Please tell us. Get us off the weird subject. Send from, us on to another weird from one. From spikedonline.com. An Spiked overweight online. bloke just won a Miss America beauty pageant. Did you hear about this? You know, I think I heard a blurb, yes. The first transgender of the Miss Greater Dairy was... Put in the misogyny of transgenderism, has put the misogyny of transgenderism on first display. Miss Greater Dairy. That's D E R R Y, not D A I R Y. Because that like, would make no as sense. As in bovine. Yeah. I tell you what, this guy dressed up like a girl, he looks like a freaking cow. He does. He's a fat ass. Ryan. He is. He's a fat well, ass. There's nothing. Be you know, you think about a beauty pageant, okay? You used to be in beauty pageants, didn't you? <laughs> You did. Why are you doing this to me? I'm not. <laughs> See, but there's a big difference between a yeah. dancer and a beauty pageant contestant. <laughs> is there, though? Yeah, there I is. Don't know. <laughs> well, you're beautiful. Thank and you were in a few of these Thank pageants. You. Uh, yeah, yeah. And typically, beautiful women are the ones that go to these, are, are involved and participate in these pageants. In the beauty pageants. Yes. Not fat men. Right. Not fat men. And this is a fat man. I think if you this. go woke, you go broke. And I think that people are trying so hard to just like be accepted by this entirely um, just crazy agenda of accepting all that I, it just shows how they're just trying so hard and they're going overboard. Just like naming that one boy homecoming queen. Yep. Like that doesn't make any sense. There's no reason you need to do that. There's no reason to change tradition um, other than just to show how supporting you are of a, of a certain agenda. That's and right. It sucks. It's kind of like I, I relate this to like the popular kids in school. Popular kids are not always the nicest kids, right? In high school. Sure. Or in junior high. So you've got these popular girls walking around or the mean girls. You like the Lindsay Lohans or whatever. If you've ever seen that movie. Mm -mm. Um, <laughs> it's 
or, yeah, it's not your generation. But anyway, um, Ouch. you've got, but I'm just saying like clueless, there were, is that more of your speed? Clueless? I didn't watch many didn't movies. Okay. I couldn't afford to go to the Anyways. theater. <laughs> so you've got these women, these girls that are just mean, but they're the popular girls because they're supposedly rich and they've got the money and they've got the, the newest beeper, the newest cell phone, and they've got the influencer, Instagram, whatever. But it doesn't, like, that doesn't mean they're the best person or the nicest person. Sure. But they're the popular ones. Why? Who makes them popular? Everybody else's perception. Their looks. I mean. Honestly, lots of times it's their looks. Just because they're pretty? Yeah. You think that's the reason why somebody's popular? Totally. totally. Okay. Okay. No, I mean, I'm just thinking about, uh, I don't even want to go there. Back to high school? Yeah, I don't even want to go back to high school. Okay. So. I'm I'm just saying. The popular is not always the... No, no, but no. But to me, I parallel that with the, the the left agenda. Okay. Because the media jumps on board with that. Oh, yeah. And then Whoever, makes... Yeah. yeah so yeah. so uh, in this article... That makes any in sense. This, in this article, yeah. I'm going to read a little bit of it. Okay. Did you know that men's legs, which tend to have better muscle definition than women's, are often used to advertise hosiery? Did you know that? No, I did not know that. I did not know that. <laughs> now, see, right there, I need I need a source cited. <laughs> I need I need to see yeah. who and I need to see who in the hell yeah. is the man that advertises pantyhose. You would be a good pantyhose advertiser. I really would. I have some defined you have calves very, but you have and very chicken legs. Really? I mean you do. Like those <laughs> women with no hips, people who don't want any hips, you have those legs. Yeah. So here you go. If everything else goes broke, if you can't even make money with the CDL anymore. I'm putting hose on you and I'm selling them on OnlyFans. I will see you on a pantyhose commercial. It seems men really do make the best women sometimes. Further proof of this came this week when a 19-year-old bloke called Brian was crowned Miss Greater Dairy at a Miss America beauty pageant. Mm. To look at the photos, one could be forgiven for thinking it was a social media hoax. A woman of his, let's say, bulk would have been laughed off stage. Mm. This is a big boy. He's a big boy. Big boy. Yeah. Dressed up in a dress, wearing his tiara. I mean, just shame on these parents. I and you know, and of course, he's got the crown on because he won the Miss America deal in New Hampshire, and all the girl, all the other ladies mm-hmm. who were attractive young ladies. I mean, they looked like they would belong in a beauty pageant. They were dressed up and mm-hmm. played the part. And then you have this fat ass nineteen year old in the middle of them, boy. Who won? And all these girls are smiling. And I looked really, really close at the picture of all the other girls and their smiles. You know when you can just look at a picture and you're just like, yep, that's a fake smile. It's a forced one. I cannot okay. imagine. And if I was the parent of one of those kids, I just, one of those daughters, one of their mm-hmm. daughters who lost mm-hmm. to this fat transvestite cow. I'm I'm just saying. I, it's, it's what it is. Well, that's fine. What you the just, hell is that guy doing I in a woman's know. competition? I don't know. I just who encouraged him to be in it. That's exactly right. Uh, but anyway, all right. I was glad to find out though through that story or later on in that story. I didn't print it all off, but Donald Trump does not own the Miss America beauty pageant anymore. He sold it before he ran for president. Did you know that? 
Golo, because what's going to come up next is this is Donald Trump's business. And it's oh, not. Oh, okay. It's okay. not. It's yeah. not. Donald Trump sold it to some mm-hmm. some person from over in Europe. I don't even remember who it was. Okay. Uh, for $20 million, I think. Nice. Okay. So that person, I, I just, I don't know. You kind of have a bad taste in your mouth with Trump right now. I just defended him right there. Well, I'm just saying, like. I do. I have a really yeah. bad taste in my mouth yeah. about Trump right now. Okay. There's no doubt about it. Sure. I'm holding off. I'm holding oh, that's out. That's fine. That's fine. But yeah. I've, I've just got a bad taste in my mouth. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. That's fine. So. Do you have any more headlines? I don't. Okay. I'm done. Ever. That's everything I printed off. Yeah. Do you have anything? Do we get any good emails or anything? This week? You know, we did, but I don't have a list for you. Because um, you've been sick. <laughs> I'll give you a pass for you not having your shit together going to air here. Thank you. I appreciate that, mister. <laughs> I do. I got a couple um, stories left over from last week that I didn't get to, but hell, we've been going for a while here. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're and they're not time-dependent stories. Yeah. One of them's about the Catholic Church and something that just mm-hmm. blew my mind. Hey, if you're local and you want some uh, ground beef, my brother-in-law and my sister have uh, Bramlett Simitas. You can order online and, and schedule a pickup if you're local. Just saying. Yeah. If you want some fresh ground beef, yeah. locally grown. Yeah, there's this bar <laughs> down in Eddyville, Illinois called yeah. Shotgun Eddie's. And I just learned last night that mm-hmm. uh, Bramlett Simitas are the only meat they serve. Steaks, yeah. hamburgers, everything. Yeah. Really good. And the Harrisburg, Illinois football team, or football games, they had all the hamburgers there this year. Oh, nice. Yeah. That, that's that's what, pretty cool. That's what I understood. I think I understood that correctly. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So um, they they process here in Albion, which is where I get all of my meat from, which is the same place that my brother-in-law has his cows processed. So yeah. um, pork, chicken, See, that's all of it. Like, I love what, what they're doing with that. Yeah? I really do, because... We have a big farming audience that listens to this, and there's yes. plenty of cattle producers, and I'm sure some of them are doing just what Bo and Ashley are doing. Yeah. But taking their own cows to their own local processor, you know, having the cows processed, taking the meat, and offering it to local restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, advertise this as, dude, this was grown in your backyard. It mm-hmm. wasn't grown in, in, you know, far off away somewhere else. It's, I mean, th- you want to talk about... Uh, what is it, the the farm to fork movement? Right. I mean that <laughs> yeah. that is direct right yes. there. This this I could show you my farm exactly where this cattle was raised. Yeah. And this is what you're enjoying this evening. And you could come out here and feed with us every single day if you want yeah. to see what they get fed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Random thought. Yes. Speaking of cattle. Yes. You know how a couple few weeks ago we were talking about that uh, over in New Zealand. They said they're going to start burping. Oh, yes. Start taxing. Taxing the burps. Cattle burps. Uh Okay. Just the competitive, capitalistic pig (laughs) that I am. You know what that made me think this morning? What? If I were a hog producer, if I were the mash-offs or or some huge (laughs) producer, I I would start, save the world, eat pork. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's That's battle funny. climate change together. Yeah. Enjoy the other white meat. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, of course, you know, I'm sitting here thinking Chester keeps it real on TikTok, you know, eat beef. Yeah. I mean, he would he would kill me for saying this. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, I, I would expect Chester to do the same thing if they found out that, you know, hog shit 
was even worse for the ozone layer. <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> if I so so all you all you uh, swine producers, you, you guys need to you need you need to uh, step up your game here and, yeah. and start saving the world. I mean, advertise, use what the uh, media is shoving down your throat to your advantage. Yes, let's I be agree. capitalist pigs. Yes. Let's make some freaking money. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Hey, you know, one thing I was sent, um, somebody was talking about these chemtrails because that's been like, I mean, clear skies, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) I was sent this video from back in, I think it was like, it was either 98 or, oh, it was, it was early, late, late nineties, early two thousands. Can't remember. And um, it was whenever there was a super solid push for this Green New Deal that wasn't called the Green New Deal, and it wasn't called uh, climate, climate change. change. It was called global warming. It was called global then. warming. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so they were pushing this whole thing, and this video is of this congresswoman or somebody talking about it, and somebody sent it to me, and I'm listening to it, and all they're talk, all she's saying is just a bunch of gibberish about how the jet fuel is heating up the atmosphere. And oh. that's what we need to be censoring. And, uh, you know, we need to make sure that we are putting things in the atmosphere to make sure that that jet fuel is not well, heating remember up. a few our- weeks ago, Bill Gates to the rescue here. <sighs> yes. So I don't believe in this whole chemtrail stuff. If they are trying to put stuff in the atmosphere to dilute the jet fuel in the atmosphere, which makes absolutely no sense to me because it evaporates, right? What? Doesn't I mean the jet fuel is the jet is fuel is burned is burning yeah that's what I'm saying it, it's like she gone anytime jet fuel ends up in the atmosphere something real bad is happening a jet's trying to get rid of its yeah. fluid because it's getting ready to do a hard landing okay okay well anyways I think that all of this thing people will see what they want to see and to me all I saw was this Green New Deal being pushed back in '98. Everything is 2000, bad. Yeah. Everything is bad, according to yeah, these people. Yeah. Everything's out to kill you. I don't I agree. Mean, I don't. <laughs> and you know what? I stand on the word of God. And um, what I pray, you know, sometimes I, I find myself in fear of, oh my gosh, we've got to watch this fragrance. We've got to watch what we're putting in our mouth. Bioengineered food, blah, blah, blah. All the ingredients, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Here's what I stand on. Anything that I put in my body does not affect um my body (laughs) like I eat healthy I eat healthy so I know that I'm like and I don't have to worry about the chemicals that were put on them because I rinse the vegetables before I eat them period like and that's all I think about I'm not thinking about I I'm not thinking about all the things that all these other people are like trying to make me fearful of that's all I want to do is make you yeah if they can if they can instill fear in you they can start to control you you remember what fear is yeah what is it well you're gonna have to remind me the acronym (laughs) I'm putting you on the spot. False evidence about reality. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Somebody asked me specifically about that yet this past week. So um, <laughs> that's all it is, and I'm not afraid of any of it. So that is that is the end of end of my my commentary for the week. Very I well. I found a quote that I liked. Okay. Can I share it with you? Yes, you can. Found it on Twitter. Somebody shared it, okay. and it can be applied in so different so many different ways. Okay. This guy named Ian Watson, who I think is probably a nut job after oh. I looked up who he is. Yeah. But just because you're an overall nut job doesn't mean you can't get it right once in a while. Sure. And here's what he said. If you have to be persuaded, reminded, pressured, lied to, incentivized, coerced, bullied, socially shamed, guilt-tripped, threatened, punished, and criminalized, if all of this is considered necessary to gain your compliance... You can be absolutely certain 
that what is being promoted is not in your best interest. Mm, that is a good quote. Think about how many things you can apply that to. Everything. Reelecting Mitch McConnell mm-hmm. to lead the Republicans in the Senate. You can apply that to because they're going to start doing all of that. Criminalize you. Mm-hmm. Shame you socially. The shot, you can apply that to. I just, whenever I read that this morning, I thought that That quote needs to be in the podcast. Mm -hmm. So there you go, folks. We're going to call her a day now. Unless you have anything else. Going once. No, sir. I'm good. Going twice. Thank you. Well, I think Leah Thomas is still a boy. (laughs) You were born an American. Don't forget to be Who's our savior? Jesus. All right, folks. We will see you next week. Maybe Friday. All right. We might get back on the normal schedule. We'll just have to see. But anyway, you guys have a great week. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you.